What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of All Things Super. I am one of your hosts, Spider, joined once again by the one, the only, Mr. VIP, Frankie Washington. How are you doing today, sir? I am infinitely thirsty. Don't don't say that. That no, that can be no. that can be taken in the wrong context. You think they'll misconstrue that? Yes, absolutely. A hundred percent. It's the internet. <laughs> well, I guess I have no other choice than but to be infinitely awesome. There you Thank go. you for asking, sir. It's How are you much doing? Better. It's much better. I am doing wonderful. I'm doing fantastic because you know why? Uh do not. If you tell me, I'll know. Because Rick and Morty's back for season seven. Uh, yes we are going to be talking about the first episode of season seven of rick and morty but before we jump into it if you don't know what this is this is all things super where every week we take a piece of super power movie tv shows even trailers we watch them react to them we break them down we review them and we ask the question is it super is it? I know it's blurry, but it, it, uh, <laughs> that's the effect I was going for. I was going for blurry, clear, blurry, 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 clear. You absolutely no achieved problem. it. 100%. I am a winner. <laughs> I was born this way. But if you like this kind of nonsense, go ahead, subscribe <laughs> to the channel, hit the bell so you can be notified when we have new episodes that come out. If you want the audio version of the podcast, just search for All Things Super on your favorite podcast streaming platform. And if you want to follow us on social media, just click the link in the description below. Hey man, if nothing else, we're a good time. That is true. Sometimes you gotta, sometimes you gotta pay extra for that. Look at that, we give it to you for free. That goes back to that infinitely thirsty thing. Oh, I uh, uh, let me remedy that. <laughs> Rick and Morty, hundred years, we're back, baby. Okay, working first on those hundred years. We gotta acknowledge the elephant in the room, Spider. Can right. you tell the difference in the voice acting, the removal of Justin Roiland from the Rick and Morty franchise? To uh, Mister, I saw his name. Mm-hmm. So forgive me because I'm horrible with names. So, the new voice for Rick and Morty. I don't remember who the new actor is. But, Spider Love, y'all. I can see him doing research right now for y'all that he immediately stopped doing when he Yeah, but I, I gave up on the search because I know it's going to take longer than it was going to be for me to but formulate he my thoughts. did the search, though. <laughs> That's the. Point of what I'm trying to do. I'm yeah, sure I'll be able to find it at some point. But um, so no disrespect, sir. I know you probably feel disrespected. <laughs> but in all honesty, for the voice of Morty, and I and I know we kind of talked about it when we reviewed the season seven trailer or reacted to the season seven trailer. The voice of Morty, we do a lot I of could stuff on this show. We way too much sometimes <laughs> um, but the voice of Morty I can tell that there's a distinct difference so like I said it, it sounds like he's just gotten a year older right so he 15 16 year old Morty to where now his voice has gotten a little bit deeper so it's still Morty wow. as far as what he's saying and how he's saying it but the voice is just kind of like a tinge deeper than mm. what Justin Rowling did now Rick on the other hand 
But like Rick, it. on the other hand, to be a hundred percent honest, mm, it didn't sound too dissimilar from Justin Rawlins. Like what? it it was done well enough to where I could easily watch the show. And and especially because this episode was, you know, heavy on Rick, light on Morty. But it's never like took me out of the episode. It was like, oh, you know, I can I can hear the I can like clearly hear the difference. Like for me, mm. it was similar enough to where it didn't bother me. To me, it just sounded like I was listening to Justin Moore. Well, the only thing that I was saying about this switch over from Justin Rowland to Mr. I'm so sorry, I I'm just not even gonna reference his name. Like, <laughs> I feel like I feel like I twist let me, the knife. Let me find time. it because I feel like it's it's gonna but, bother us. Well, you know, we wanna be respectful. And I don't mean any disrespect, but clearly I'm giving it out. So I apologize again. Ian Cardoni. That's what I didn't say. <laughs> didn't say it at all. Uh Ian Cardoni Car- is doing Rick and Harry Belden is doing Morty. I know. I remember we said that uh it's good that they pulled them apart because yeah. It gives them their independence. But uh, here's here's what I was saying. I barely noticed. I barely noticed. Barely, barely, barely noticed. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't a whole lot not to notice. I think if you were trying to notice, you could have noticed. But if you were just immersed, I think you were fine. In my yeah. opinion. I agree. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. But we, we pick up season seven, episode one. Mr. Koopy Butthole is in the house. He's in the house with the Smiths, and he's doing the narration that he has been doing, you know, in between seasons at the book in the beginning of the book in the season. We'll see Mr. Koopy Butthole. And we, we do remember last season that he did lose his job. He lost his wife. He lost his child. Mm-hmm. He got shot. He had both his legs broken. Yeah. So I take it the Smiths took him in, which is weird because at the end of last season, he wasn't there. No. There's an overall conspiracy since season one, episode four, with, and for those who don't know, season one, episode four is when everybody was trapped in the house and everybody had the good memories. There was only six people in the house, but the there parasites. were four people in the house. The parasite, it's one of the Lynch fans that made Rick and Morty what it is. Uh, one of the most popular episodes. Some will argue probably the most popular episode. There is a conspiracy that says Mr. Poopy Butthole, again, they their names, um, has put parasites in us, the audience. And he since then has been because they released the blast door, so now he's infected everyone. Because he wasn't there last season, right? He wasn't he wasn't with the Smith family. No. But yet and still he kind of popped up there and it's like we have these happy memories or maybe sad memories of Mr. Poopy Butthole. While everybody else has happy memories, 
I don't know. It's a conspiracy. It's out there. But who knows? Um, there you go. So we starting with that, and then we're doing the intervention because Bess had enough. He got to get out of there. So now Rick doesn't want to do the intervention by itself. He gets the band back together. Start tying up some loose ends, too, from seasons prior. Yeah. We see Squanchy is not dead because the last time we saw Squanchy, the Federation was attacked him. Right. He snapped that tooth out, went all Squanch. <laughs> we don't know if he made it out alive. And it's funny because when Gearhead and Rick show up at Squanch's house and he opens the door, he says, see, I told you he wasn't dead. So it's like they knew that we as the audience had that question in our heads. Like, okay, well, we haven't seen him in what, like two seasons at that point? So like, is he dead? And right. they, they answered the question for us. Then the last time we seen Gearhead, <laughs> he was telling us that's not even his name. So I'm surprised right. that we came back to that. He got his gears, re let's just say rearranged. Yes. And call back. Got rearranged again. <laughs> oh, I insist my thing now. <laughs> I don't I don't need to see it. <laughs> I know it's not real. That's I mean, it, it, it seems like that if he's gonna be on the episode, that's what we're gonna see. We found out Bird Person did save his daughter from the Galactic Federation prison. Mm -hmm. And she's living with him being a preteen or a teenager. So he had to get her for quite some time because she remember she was somewhat of a toddler when she was in there. I'm trying to remember. I remember her being in prison because I remember it was like a post-credit type of thing. Right. But I, I can't remember how old she looked. Well, she definitely wasn't in her goth stage. like she No, now. like she is now. And, you know, it's it's cool that they're kind of tying up some of these loose ends. Yeah. Not a whole lot going on inside the family, though. This was pretty centric no. around standalone episode of getting the, getting, the, getting the gang back together, essentially. So if there was a, let's say, trouble on the horizon, you would know who the gang would be. Right. That we would get back together. And Gary. No, not Gary. Gene. And Gene. <laughs> who, who knew? I would never thought uh, Rick would who knew? Who knew Gene could get that wild, though? Turned up. Pissing inside of a cement truck with alcohol in it. <laughs> the alcohol is was, in the, the pee is in the alcohol. so dumb. That was so dumb. No why, why, why was there a toilet in there? It's in the front. <laughs> <laughs> and I really thought he was just directing him to the front of the truck so he could just like go piss in the corner or something. But no, there was really a toilet uh, in the submit mixer. And, and that's what you got to love about Rick and Morty. It doesn't oh, make man. sense. But like you said, you know, it it was less of a Rick and you know your your typical Rick and Morty adventure, and more of something for Rick to do. But I do appreciate that even at the beginning of the episode, we get 
you know, Rick looking at what appeared to be the fine, you know, the, um, what is the finite curve? Central finite curve. Yeah. yeah. But wasn't it destroyed? Uh, good question. I think what you were thinking was the central finite curve was more of those potentials of where Rick Prime could be. Okay. But in, in any regard, I do or appreciate. No, sorry. Well, not yeah. To be where he where is. he is. Oh. Yeah. But I do appreciate that we did get that. You know, just a little side comment that, of course, Rick is still looking for him. You know, because he gives more shit. He was like, "Oh, did you find him? Oh, yeah, I just found the other me that killed my wife right before you came in." <laughs> but you know, so they we still. Are... Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say that we still have, you know, in the background (laughs) of the stories that we see this season, we know that this is still on Rick's mind, that he hasn't given up his search. And, and, And it goes to show you the complexity of how complex it is. The smartest man in the universe, or presumably so. uh, Smartest man in every universe. Well, every universe he created. Remember, he had a hand in there somewhere along the line, putting Jerry's and Bets together and making Morty's and yeah, giving giving yourself the technology. You kind of made your own central finite curve, which I understand. They had a Morty that wanted to get out. It all makes sense, but it still doesn't stop the fact that this psychopath murdered your family. Right, and you're looking for revenge, so you got up with his Morty, thinking that he would come. To back to his Morty, but you can see he doesn't care about his Morty at all. No, not in the slightest. Yeah, I don't think he cares about anybody. Uh, good luck finding him, and it just shows to show how hard it is to find him. Even when he found him the first time, he was in an invisible fortress that was in space. Right. How boss is that? That's so boss. <laughs> I'm I mean, in an invisible fortress in space. I am always it's- here, but you will never know it. And it's like oh, it's cool. I shoot the first. I shoot the first monitor too. So it's like I'm right here, or is it a clone, or is it me? Yeah, it's me. Bye. <laughs> like, how long was he there to even be there when Rick got there? That's crazy. Who knows? Who knows? But I mean, that's that's the lore of the it? show. Are we gonna touch on it again on in this season, or is this think just something that you know is a mm. loose? thread that's gonna linger on because Rick and Marty a hundred years. Right. No, I think that I I think that at some point we've got a maybe not a resolution, but we still have to get some kind of continuation of the pursuit of or something. Um will it happen in this season? One, I hope one so. A season though, right? They say one progressing progressive story in the season, I think that's what they finally did. Resolved. They, I don't know, I could be making it all up. Who knows? What's is this the universe that I get it right? <laughs> we'll find out when we see finish out the rest of the season. But, um, <laughs> will it happen in the season? I don't know. I would like for it to, but I, I would really hope that just that one comment at the beginning of episode one isn't the only, you know 
continuation of that story that we get. I think that would be a real disservice to the season because even though we are going through the wacky adventures with everybody in the family, because of course Summer's got to have her episode, Jerry's got to have his episode, Beth and Space and Beth have to have theirs, you know, so we go through all of these different adventures and antics. Right, Morty has to have some type of fantasy where he either, you know, meets a girl or gets some type of creature pregnant. (laughs) He did get the dragon pregnant. Well, I mean, a dragon had other intentions. So did Mr. Bean. Yeah, that (laughs) they really went there with that episode. They don't like fantasies. They're they're, they're they like science. They don't like fantasy. Any fantasy episode, I guarantee you, is gonna get weird. It is absolutely going to get weird. But um, but yeah, just having something outside of that because, of course, we we that this is to set it up that he's still thinking about. It, he's still after it. But I don't want them to be so far away from it that they can't come back to it. Because even though that there are random things that happen every episode, we've seen plenty of times that they come and bring something back, you know, three seasons later. So it's nice to know that we can have these crazy adventures and know that there could be ramifications for the things that they're doing there. We might never go come back to this planet or to this universe, but in the off chance that we do, go back to, you know, Jelly Bean Village or wherever, you know, they hope, were before. Well, Mr. Jelly Bean's dead. But yeah. You know. But if we ever do go back to that, you know, universal to that place, we'll see that statue, you know, and yeah. it might cause to Morty to rage out and then break it. And now they're in a war with the entire village, you know? And, but... Ooh, cut the check. That's a nice storyline <laughs> right there. <laughs> but it's it's nice to know that there's so many possibilities because whatever happened in this episode could potentially come back. Like when they went back to the original Earth and they saw all the Cronenbergs and what happened to that, you know, Earth after they went back. You know, it, it's you think that they're done with it, and then two seasons down the line they come come back and revisit it. But it and it, it is they they do such a good job with it. Because it's not like it doesn't feel like they're recycling old material to right. make a new episode. It really feels like, you know, it was just uh, extremely long to be continued that we didn't know we were going to get. And it's just, you know, they pick up right where they left off. And, you know, credit to the writers and, you know, all the showrunners over there at Rick and Morty because they do a hell of a job in keeping all of this stuff connected because they do some random crazy nonsense but for them to keep that on track and all like we were talking about i think last season with like all the different names of the aliens and different devices and all this other kind of stuff and they just have that lexicon of all of that where they could just pull out of it for a new episode even if they don't go back to you know another planet or another dimension they'll have some type of tool that they got from one of their adventures over there and you go back and watch it and they might not even mention it in that episode that rick might just be in the background and pick something up and then it'll just show up like two seasons later hold on spider you ain't gonna drop words like lexicon and then say tool after (laughs) 
Oh, I get it. You give them, you give them a big one, and then you let their brain kind of slow down. Right. So you, you can't just. It, oh, it can't just you can't be go back to back. Okay. I, it can't just. See, that's be, why I don't have that power. I would abuse it. It I, can't be I, hit, I after hit after hit after hit after hit. You got to give them something to miss so you can bring it back. I hit y'all so brutal. <laughs> It'll be elemental peel. <laughs> I hit y'all with words like elemental peel and just deal with it. Just hold on to that. Not a word. <laughs> <laughs> it is absolutely not. But so we get Rick and they have, you know, he gets the gang back together and they say that. Wait, you know what I'm thinking? Sweater, seriously? This whole episode of Rick and Morty, this season seven, uh, episode one, this is an entourage episode. It's real entourage ish. Yeah, intervention or a fake intervention. We mm-hmm. go out, we see a celebrity, a celebrity in Hugh Jackman. Right? I I was so shocked that they actually got Hugh Jackman after the all of the stuff that he was saying in that episode. I was like, okay, they got a, a Hugh Jackman impersonator, and he'd never say those type of things. Then I get to the credits, and his guest starring Hugh Jackman. I was like, oh, okay, got so he's got he's a wild one. <laughs> He he can he can because we've gotten this before with some celebrity cameos for Rick and Morty, and it's just like mm-hmm. I would have never thought that they would, you know, get into this kind of nonsense. But Rick and Morty is big, man. Rick and Morty is huge. They got they got the clout. They can just make a phone call and they'd be like, "Yeah, sure, I'll do Rick and Morty." So is that Dan Harmon saying that MCU is still in all his writers? So let me get Hugh Jackman before he shows up in an MCU movie. I think they're all connected. So I don't Probably. think they're not, not connected because, you know, Hugh Jackman's in Deadpool, jumped in MCU, MCU still Dan Homan's writers, Dan Harmon created the MCU. Essentially. <laughs> hey, hey, it's all connected. <laughs> One of the coolest things in uh, Infinity War is when uh, Spider-Man showed up, when Tony Stark was fighting uh with that alien's name, Ebony Mo. The other one. Oh, Call Obsidian. Yeah. Say, hey, Mister Stark. Just wanted to put that in there for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> Absolutely none. Yeah. <laughs> but no, no, no. And you're right because the whole thing about I and I, and I love the twist because it's so convincing that you know. They're trying to be good friends by having this intervention with Mr. Poopy Butthole and try to like get him out of his funk. But Mr. Poopy Butthole shows them without us even knowing how horrible they are. It's like, if you really cared about me, you would have known that today is not my birthday. Not my birthday. How crappy is that? How good of a friend are you? A good friend. (laughs) Right. But it's the thing about it is, is like, this is a, you know, for lack of a better term, this is a man who's lost everything. He's lost his job. He's mm. lost his wife. He lost his kid. He's thinking that he's alone in this world. He thought that he could have the Smiths to, you know, help rely on. And now they want to kick him out. And like you say, you don't, you think, I don't know, a half-ass intervention when I see one. And it's like, you feel for him in that moment because he's like i just want to be able 
to get this, you know, my wife back, get this, this this person that I love back. And here I think my friends might actually want to spend time with me because they know I'm having such a hard time and you just want to like give me shit for my emotional state, <laughs> right? So he's like, so I'm, you, you come here to like try to fix me. So I'm going to fuck with you guys and you know, it's my birthday. But like bird person said, going to the, the fuck you restaurant or whatever <laughs> wasn't the best choice. <laughs> to get humiliated by just a random waiter while he's Somebody taking your drink orders. They told me that I want to go to a place like that. I said, it's not best for me to go to places like no. that. No. You know, I don't, I don't understand the appeal of it. Like, people actually enjoy that. Getting yelled at, getting cursed at, getting humiliated, talked about, and all this other kind of stuff just to sit there and order food. I don't know. I couldn't do that. I'm different. I'm just saying. But <laughs> you know, enjoy. Yeah, I can't. I seen on the internet they brought a um they brought their grandmother and <laughs> oh my god, I I like, can't even begin to imagine. She was like, "Y'all gonna let just talk to me like this?" What right, and it's on? it's the worst when when they invite people and they don't tell them what kind of restaurant right? they're going to. Right? And you just have to sit there and like, this is not what I was expecting. And now oh, I have this person, you know, like read me fulfilled head to toe. It was like, ma'am, I don't know you. I didn't do anything to you. Why are you talking about, you know, my long earlobes or something? Hmm. It's going to be ridiculous. An incident. I know that. I know that. <laughs> it's going to be an incident. You got to, might have to jump dimensions, Rick and Morty style. Might have to. <laughs> So I thought it was real entourage-ish, mm-hmm. which is not a bad thing. I mean, entourage is one of the great shows. Well, we know Rick and Morty parry, parry the shows all the time. Yeah, and um, it, that might have been their intentions. I can't see how it wasn't. It felt real. I mean, again, the intervention is something like I, 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 don't, I didn't watch Entourage. Sorry. So I can't tell you which episode it was, but I really feel like it was real entourage this kind of uh what's the other what's the other big show that was uh huge not on HBO though shameless oh kinda okay shameless kind of episode we got the group back together we're going to do this intervention which turns into a party we go out we meet a celebrity we go back to the celebrity house celebrity drop words of wisdom which eventually we have conflict within the group Mm-hmm. separate only to come back together to overcome the situation uh, with the previous plan which was obviously to go get Amy and then have the whole script flip because Amy moved all the way on with the predator <laughs> that so, that he hired to watch her to watch her ain't that a twist uh, and then <laughs> Mr. Poopy Butthole I can't say he abducted his child because it's his child. I mean, to show you the quality of father he was, he's abducted. like, I'm going to get my son and we out. Go rub this mud on us because we don't want the predator <laughs> to find us. Daddy, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> I 
in the way that they jumped the predator and they were about to kill him. And then the kid starts crying for the predator. Oh, man. Because apparently the predator then established itself. Yes. Uh, can we just talk about Squanchy grabbing that bottom? <laughs> and stabbing him in the leg? Squash. Suck my squash. Uh, I was the only one? Okay. Yeah, oh that was God. horrible, though. Predator about to die. Obviously, Mr. Poopy Butthole stops the whole thing after seeing the reaction of his son and everything that was going on. Rick definitely wanted the skull. I, I don't think <laughs> yeah. that he would have left without it if he would have killed him, which makes yeah. sense because remember, the, Spanish, the Predators hold the skulls of their uh, trophies. Right. So it makes sense. Um, you know what? You think it's odd that Mrs. Poopy Butthole, uh, which we've learned that Wayne is Mr. Poopy Butthole's <laughs> name. That was out of left field. Never seen that come. Just like me dropping that MCU bomb. <laughs> never knew, never saw that one coming. But at the same time, you wouldn't think that Mrs. Poopy Butthole would be with a predator? Also out of left field. That's Rick and Morty, baby. That's Rick and Morty, baby. But all else comes to conclusion. Happily ever after, the lesson was learned, and now we're in a better place. And like Mr. Poopy Butthole said, if this guy's going to protect my ex and my child, who what, what, else, what else could you really ask for right. in a, a guardian? So, so he vows to get his stuff together, and we'll see him back on top. So, question. Sure. Did Hugh Jackman kill the Predator? I know he definitely knocked him out. But did he kill him? Because he wasn't involved in the fight when they were jumping him. He was still hiding in the mud. And then he came back and just whacked him on the head. Didn't see the Predator move after that. Exactly. (laughs) I don't know if it was trauma or maybe he was just unconscious. You know, those... Ex-Hollis Schwarzenegger, ex-Danny uh, Glover. Those son of a guns are hard to kill. Ex-Adrian <laughs> Brody. They're hard They're they're hard to kill, man. You need a little a suit. A need little something. mech suit. Well, I can't see how you're killing them without it. Cause I mean, they got close. They I mean, they just the sheer, sheer outnumbered them. What's the story with the uh the the gun? What's the, what's the... <laughs> I, I seriously think that's just their currency, because I mean you you look at any predator movie like Alien versus Predator. Predator gave something out late than the gun, you know. Right. <laughs> it's like it was the Danny Glover, right? I'm just, I so... think it was the first time. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. <laughs> you murdered like. Everybody I know. <laughs> Just give you a gun. You keep me alive. You give me a... It's hot. It's hot out here in these streets. Why don't you give me a musket? It's old one. All this advanced tech guns you got. All yeah. these infrared three ther- dots. Thermal vision. The, the automatic constricting net. <laughs> it's about to cut through bird person. Got a shoulder cannon. What are you, why did you give me this? <laughs> That's horrible, man. Musket. 
single shot gunpowder filled musket. Yo, John Wick, what's going on? You brought it around table. <laughs> Predator. Oh man, Rick and Morty is back. It has I'm, not lost I'm... a single step. Spider. Yes, sir. Is it super though? Is season seven. I mean, I can't one. can't call a season. I mean, it just started. Well, can't call it seven. yet. Season I mean, seven. it's good. Episode I enjoyed one. it, but I can't. Oh, wow. okay. I can't call the. I can't call the season. Episode one was episode one super. Was episode one to kick off season seven super? Yeah, it was. It was, and I. I feel like I said the same thing with season six of Rick and Morty. It was. It was Rick and Morty. It was everything that we love about Rick and Morty. The the ridiculousness, but still on top of it, you get the heart from the characters that you weren't expecting to get. You know, who knew that episode one of season seven, after everything we went through in season six, we were going to get an episode dedicated to Mr. Poopy Butthole, where he has mm. some character growth. You know, it's, you don't know what to expect out of this show. And every turn... The, we didn't even talk about the robot ghost. <laughs> How he loads business and then stops the upload of the business so the person so the robot has unfinished business. And then you kill the robot and then make it a ghost. Like none of that <laughs> none of that makes sense. But how do you think of something like that? Like Oh yeah, I don't know. It's 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 something, but like I said, it is a central Rick and Morty, and and it is it is always a good time. And even with the little bit of emotion and a little bit of like sincerity that we got in episode one, I am really looking forward to those episodes where we get you know like more of that, where that's like more of the focus of the episodes. But I'm excited. No, I I I I truly believe that episode one was super. But what about you, Mister VIP Frank of Washington? Was episode one of season seven of Rick and Morty super? Hey, listen, Rick and Morty is one of those shows. I I I fingers crossed. Wish they have a Simpsons run because oh, of... that would be interesting. Because of the concepts and the stories and the tech and the adventures and the, the just all of it, all of the crashness, the rudeness, all I'm here for it all because it's creatively done, very, very well creatively done. Is it super? Yes, it's Rick and Morty. It's Rick and Morty. It's it Rick and Morty. That is everything that Rick and Morty has established itself to be, and it never disappoints thus far. It's either concepts or comedy or parodies, or they're giving you something. And right. Every season has its strong episodes, has its weak episodes, and we will get into that as we continue to break the season down. I think they started this one pretty strong. I agree. Um, like I, said, I agree. The only thing that was uh, really worrying everyone, or at least me, 
I, I, I can't speak for everyone, but if you want me to, leave me comment in the comment section and I'll read it. <laughs> I won't I won't speak for you though. Um was the voiceover changeover um from Justin to our new what's his name? You got me looking it up okay. again. What's so you talk about the the, <laughs> the voice actor for Rick or the voice actor for Morty? Both of them. So uh, when I was saying <laughs> Ian Cardoni voices Rick and Harry Belden voices Morty. Spider, thank you, sir. That was much respect. I was thinking that the only thing that they would lose by transitioning over from voice actors, which I hope that they don't, which I hope they give them the liberty to, but to find that joke within the pocket. You know how mm -hmm. you're reading lines and sometimes you might think of something that may be funnier than what you actually read, and you may even say it, and sometimes they keep that because right. it was funnier than what, what was written. Because it just flew in a pocket. With us changing voice actors, I thought that would be missing. Maybe mm -hmm. it still is missing because, again, this is just episode one of season seven of Rick and Morty. I would hope that they give those guys the opportunity to be able to have that freedom to not read line for line, but give them some freedom to be able to ad lib. Because, again, some of the best stuff that Justin did was improv. Right. Like the two brothers and some of those uh advertisements for what's the cereal with the lucky uh and it was and the eye the holes. Eye holes, yeah. I I hope man, be careful. You you come crashing to your house and kick you in <laughs> the guy that was covered in ants holes. selling doors. Fake doors. Yeah, some, some, Fake some doors. And ants in his eyes. Yeah, ants in his like, eyes. Like all of that stuff was improv. And you can right. tell it was improv, but it none was of it made sense. It was some really of the funniest stuff. He went into the booth and just started going off on stuff, and they just animated around it. Well, give those guys the opportunity to do so as well. And then it's not to say that. We won't notice the difference, but I think mm -hmm. that fun, that fun part of Rick and Morty, is in question. We can do, we can do the story, we can do the the script, we can do story beats, and but that fun part, yeah, yeah. And I, I kind of want to say that I, I can't say for sure whether it was an ad lib line or if it was something that was uh, scripted. But when in the scene where they're talking, doing it with the robot ghost and the Smith family's in the garage with Rick and it doesn't work. And so now he's going back down into like his, his cellar or whatever. And he's kind of, I won't say flustered, but not really knowing what to say because his family's giving him shit about the robot ghost not working. And he calls them a bunch of stupids. And like normally... <laughs> Cause he's like you stupid bunch of stupids and normally rick is more calculated than that in his insults mm. but i feel like i feel like if it was something that was ad-libbed i feel like justin would have probably just cursed them out where we have these newer actors and i guess they're trying to put their own spin on things even though it's and something that's kind yeah. of uncharacteristic for rick to say it still lends into you know, some of the comedic parts of it because 
it's Rick in the in a state that we normally don't get to see him in. Like we normally he does something, he has an idea and it works. It makes sense to him and it does what he intended it to do. And so with the robot ghost, it was just something that he was like, oh, you know, he like he didn't think it all the way through. And again, and it also can kind of go into, you know, uh, him again, looking for Rick Prime. He's so focused on that, that something that he could normally do in his sleep and have it work exactly the way he intended it to. Now he's slipping up, you know, wouldn't that be like an interesting arc for Rick? Yeah, because he's so focused in the universe. And what if that is what causes him to be able to find him? Because the smartest man in every universe, being Rick Prime, knows everything that Rick C-137 is going to do. So C-137 starts to slip up, makes mistakes. Rick Prime doesn't think that another Rick is going to make mistakes. So you can't account for the unaccountable. Somebody <laughs> cut the check. Cut the check. Cut the check to Spider Incorporated. Cut it. Just, just go ahead and put his name on it. We'll put my name <laughs> like in there too, like, so, like somewhere on it or something. Spider and Associates. All super fake. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm just cashing the check. It all goes back into the show. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Man. You ain't associate. Try to associate. No, this is the Associates. But we'll Rick and Morty see, is super, sir. Yes, we'll, it is. And we will see where they take this storyline in the rest of well, the season. Episode, yeah, episode one, one episode seven. in. One yeah. episode in. But this let is, us gotta go episode by episode. Yeah, we got hey, to. They got weak ones. It's. it's it's the type of show that you can't just say, oh, I'll wait until the entire season is over and then binge watch it. Because after that, you know, it's like you're missing out on so much. And especially in a format like this where we, you know, come to you guys weekly, yeah. it would definitely be a get disservice a to us. not... <laughs> and you also get a lot more of us. But I think I, I feel like the episodes kind of beg to be talked about weekly because they... You know, and like we said, with the progression of the storyline of Rick chasing Rick Prime and everything that they get into in between, there's always going to be that underlying theme, that underlying emotion, that underlying, you know, purpose to what they're trying to say in the episodes. And I think those definitely are the things that we like to hit on and we like to kind of discuss. And we like to spend time with y'all. So there you go. There you go. But throw that out there. <laughs> but let us that. know what you thought about episode one of season seven of Rick and Morty if you thought it was super and let us know what you thought about this episode just remember if you liked it go ahead hit the like button subscribe to the channel hit the bell so you can be notified when we have new episodes that come mm-hmm. out if you want the audio version of the podcast just search for all things super on your favorite mm-hmm. podcast streaming platform and if you want to follow us on social media the just audio. click the link in the description <laughs> below it's the audio podcast thing <laughs> I did one for the video and I did one for the audio. You know what? That is fair. Fair and equitable. <laughs> I want to do things that make sense, sir. To me. I don't know. Okay, to you. I'm glad you added that caveat at the end of it. 
hey man sometimes you got to finish your sentences that is very true that is very true <laughs> if not you <laughs> gonna love it they're gonna love it that was for you audio listeners that was an audio specific joke right for you there you go. i love y'all <laughs> i love y'all love you back but yeah so we are going to be reviewing every single episode of season seven of rick and morty so come back join us for the next one but thank you so much for your love and support on this episode and we will all see you all in the next one but until then just remember keep being super Eat your vegetables. <laughs>